friends, welcome to Womankind. So I'm here in episode 65 with Camila Pais, and she is talking to us right now from Colombia. And our, what city are you in in Colombia? Okay, so right now, I mean, I'm from the capital, and right now I'm so lucky I'm here because my dad lives in Medellin, so I was just a couple weeks ago there. So right now, Bogota. Oh, okay. Well, what was it like in Medellin? Or what's yeah, it like right uh, now? I mean, it's the same. What happened is that Bogota is the is the capital, right? And Medellin is the second. I mean, it's the second most important city here in Colombia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my dad, my dad lives there. So basically, I'm always between uh, Medellin and Bogota. Oh, but okay. Right now, I'm in Bogota. Nice. Now, do you have restrictions put on you right now for like? the pandemic and for the coronavirus or are you able to kind of move around okay so uh, basically since uh, everything started with the coronavirus uh, we have been working and studying here uh, in home basically I think one it's gonna be one month I think and also we need to wait one or two more weeks also, uh, to, to stay here at home oh okay so we've been on, so I live in Buffalo, New York, and we have... I love there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll have to talk about that, because you spent a lot of time in Rochester. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we've been on lockdown now for about a month as well, a little bit over a month, and now we are stay at home has just been extended to May 15th for oh, now. Wow, that's a lot. It is. Here it's until April 27th, I think, but... I don't know if they are going to extend or no. Mm -hmm. They so might because originally we were supposed to be until April 29th and then it just got extended to May 15th. Wow, this is getting crazy, you I know. know. We think that this is going to finish, but no, I mean, this is going to be for a while. It is. I mean, I mean, it's important for people to stay safe and to, yeah. for, to stop the spread of the virus, but it is just... So different. <laughs> this is actually no. my first episode that I've recorded since this started. So this is like interesting <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> something, something different. There. <laughs> so tell us what, like, what are you doing in these times? What does a normal day look like for you in the pandemic right now? Okay, so uh, a lot of things have been changing in my life because I have been working between Colombia and America. So now that I'm here in Colombia, everything needs to be home. And I mean, it's, it's just crazy for me because I, I was working also in a ship and now everything got canceled. And so a base, I mean, my day, uh, I try to work out every day. I try to talk with my friends, you know, like to be in touch with everyone, with my family also. And uh, I work for a Latin community or, or a Latin uh, radio, uh, TV, 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 no, not TV, it's a, a, a radio show. That's mm -hmm. a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so I work for, a, for this radio station. I have my own show. And what I do these days is try to, you know, like uh, make different shows and videos and um things for the social media so we can share with the people and the Latin community so they can, I mean, have good things to, uh, while they are here in home mm -hmm. or they're in home also. Amazing. So wait, is the, do you work for the radio station in Rochester or? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so you're <laughs> making weird. content I mean, 
in Bogota. You can get confused with so many things that my, my, my life is crazy, so <laughs> I'm going to try to be simple. So you're making content down in Colombia for people that are close to where I'm living in Rochester. Yeah, so basically, I mean, I have been working with this Latin community, this radio station. We work for the Latin people in Rochester. And it's already, I feel, that four years with them. And when I'm not there in America or in Rochester, I try to do my work uh, from here, from home, from Colombia, or wherever that I, I will be. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's so, it's so cool to help. That's awesome. So what kind of content are you creating? And where can people see this stuff? So we have our radio station. We have... Um, different like uh, profiles now on social media. We have Instagram, Facebook. Also, we used to have, I mean, we have a page, a website, but now I think that we are not working with, with this uh, website. I, I don't know. I feel that the people is more into Instagram or Facebook. So we try to post uh, different uh, things that are happening around um, entertainment people, you know, Latin people, Latin singers, and all these people who now are making concerts and uh, events, but from home. So we try to tell the Latin people what's going on around the world. And also, um, this Latin radio station, we are from Ibero. I don't know if you hear about this company, Ibero. No. Okay, Ibero is a company, um, it's the, the who own uh, Poder Latino, who is the radio station, what is the radio station. And we try um, with Ibero always help these Latin people who need something. You know, when you are knowing the place where you are from or where you used to be, right? You are just Latin communities to go, uh, who you were now in Rochester and you are just trying to get a new kind of life. So these people always is going to need something. We try to do entertainment for them, but also through... I mean, we have different events. I don't know if you hear about the Puerto Rican festivals. We do that. We try to help them um, with things about uh, kids and jobs and try to get a better life for them there in Rochester. Nice. So you're like kind of a like community place for people to meet, basically, or to keep in touch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are like a family. We always, when I'm always doing my show, what I say is that we are a family. The Latin, uh, uh, the Latin people there is like, if you need something, always let us know that we are gonna be able to help you in so many ways. We do events to uh, and do entertainment to the people, but also we create different things uh, to help those moms, for example, who doesn't know who can take care of their kids or where to get a job. You know. It's too hard when you are from other place and you need you go to, to live, for example, to rush there. That's amazing. How did you get involved with them in the first place? <laughs> I mean, you're going to laugh. Uh, this is crazy. <laughs> I went to Rochester because I wanted to learn English. So it was like my biggest dream at that point, like for, for, probably like for five years ago. So I went there. I was living with an American family. And I was working like a baby sister, baby sister, uh, mm -hmm. and um, I got an accident there. I got a surgery with all my family. It was like a hard time for me. So after that, I was like getting depressions, you know, bad stuff that can happen after a surgery and without your family. So my English teacher, I asked her, uh, oh, do you know something? 
I mean, a job or related with TV or radio channels or something like that. And, she, and, and this is just so curious for me because this just happened in the right time. This Latin radio station was just starting and was the first one in Rochester. So I didn't know nothing about it. I was just expecting to get a job or like something volunteer, but with a, I don't know, American TV channel or American radio station. That was a big surprise for me when I had the chance to get this radio station. So basically it was my, my English teacher. She was, she just saw something on the news and she told me, I, I called this, uh, my boss who is, I mean, I feel that he's an angel for me because uh, this Latin radio station just changed my life in so many ways. So basically it was like that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. It's just funny. I mean, so I'm, I'm from Buffalo. I grew up in the Buffalo area and it's just interesting. Like Buffalo and Rochester and Syracuse, they're such like smaller cities in comparison to like New York City or Boston or something like that. And I just always we have such wonderful like supportive communities here and I just think it's awesome when people from other countries end up in our cities because we are like a little bit smaller than other places yeah I mean I know those places really well those <laughs> two years was I mean I had the best time there I I grew up a lot you know like a professional like a woman like a, like everything and I know Buffalo I know Syracuse I spent time with my friends a lot of like, there and yeah it's a small compared with other places for example Bogota is so big mm-hmm. and I mean you can see so many things here going on you know that there are communities helping but it's as big that so, so, sometimes you don't know about them you know and when I got there in Rochester and I had this chance to help and at the beginning it was just something that I wanted to do volunteer and now this is my life now basically uh, all the time I'm recording my show I'm trying to give to the people a good message about what's going on here because uh, here in Colombia and everywhere we are having a hard time mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need someone uh, who let you know or just tell you that everything is gonna be fine that mm-hmm. I mean we need to be positive and more when you are not like you say I mean these are these, these are small like places here but but still, there are people, you know, living there in, like, small communities. You, you, you can't imagine how big is this Latin community. When we do the Puerto Rican festival that normally is, like, kind of like August or, yeah, July, between July or August, we do so many things to uh, have a, 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 a good time in summer with these Latin people. And the first time that I realized how many Latin uh, there are around Buffalo, Syracuse, and Rochester was crazy. Mm-hmm. And now there are more like Latin radio stations. So when you see that there are more, you know, there are a big community is when, and also two Latin um, radio stations is when you realize how big can be this, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I So I live on the west side in Buffalo and there is a huge Puerto Rican festival here every year. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you've been to it, right? It's amazing. I mean, it's it's so different. And I feel like for you guys, you, I mean, I don't know how you see these kind of things, you know, but um, my American family, they were so happy at that point when I was doing that kind of things. And I was showing them like, hey, 
this festival is so is so nice. Uh, there are that's the chance where the Latin people have um, have to meet new people, new Latin people, and also I don't know, like to see things related with uh, their countries. You know, singers who are so famous in our countries, we try to always bring someone important for the Latin communities, and that has been so so fun for them also. Definitely. And you're a good example of someone, you know, you're really making a difference in the community that you're in, in Rochester, and then also staying very connected to where you're from in Colombia. Yeah, I mean, I have been trying to come back to Rochester since a time ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is other thing. It's not super, like, I I mean, right now it's super hard. Um, I don't yeah, like you're not going about. anywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but not just with the, the coronavirus. This happened to me, like, time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, months ago, I was just trying to go there again. And basically, I would like to, you know, be working closer with these Latin communities. But uh, with the visa and this, uh, you know, the president, uh, I mean, I don't like to talk about it, but just he made everything complicated <laughs> for us mm-hmm. and even when I'm someone who wants to do something good for people who are there um, it's very hard to get a visa right now I mean not just for the coronavirus since months ago mm-hmm. so um, but that's, that's not gonna be um, something you know to make uh, my dream impossible to always be close to these Latin people I'm gonna be if I can my whole life working for for them, I'm gonna do it because mm-hmm. I love this radio station. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I we need people like you in the United States, and it is really a shame that it's been made so difficult um, in these past few years. Yeah, but I think. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say something that you know this like pandemic has proven I think is how connected we are like we are like such a global community like the reason that the virus spread was because people fly in and out of different countries all the time and like people are traveling all over the world and it's we need to start I think thinking about what that means for us as like a global community (laughs) yeah completely I mean I'm impressed how everything happened so fast and I remember the news when everything started you know there uh, and we thought like this is not gonna happen here in Colombia or where I was at that point and it was as fast that sometimes I can't believe it that we are you know living this and like you say you, you say something um, when we started like this is just I mean this is gonna be for a long time because we need to be safe also this is so important, but also I think that it's going to teach, teach us so many things about the life. We were living a life uh, sometimes without see the details, you know, to, without to see um, the important things. And I feel that right now that the world is just resting a little bit, uh, it's going to be better. I just, I mean, I'm always so positive. I'm all, all the time trying to be positive. I mean, I'm a human. <laughs> Some days, you know, I'm as negative as the most of the people. But I try to always be positive and say, I know that after this coronavirus, everything is going to be better. The people is going to be more, um, they are going to have more, uh, 
how do you say, like conscience about what's going on in the world. And yeah. we are going to help each other because sometimes the countries, you know, just fight because of them and they don't realize that we are like a family. I always like to use this word, like the world is like a family, you know, every country is brothers, siblings, sisters, and always we need each other for, for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because you need food, because you need different things. We are traveling all the time. I'm someone who likes to be traveling. And for me, you can imagine, but this has been so hard just to stay here in my home. And I know I need to be here, and I try to, like I told you, talk to my Latin people in, in the radio station, like, hey, this is the best thing that we can do. But, I mean, sometimes I just realize how important is um, or was uh, when I was outside of Colombia with other people, you know, and now we just need the technology mm-hmm. to realize this. Yes, definitely. And we, we're making it work here. We had to try three different things to get our call to work. <laughs> and yeah. Then... This is, I mean, like I told you, I have been working with this Wi-Fi and technology the whole week and everything was going really well. Yes. <laughs> and, and we were just trying to get each other for a long time also. So it was, I, I mean, know. something good is going to happen after this. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad we're finally doing this. This is like months and months and months in the making. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, you are busy. I was also traveling a lot and having different things, so... I feel that maybe without this coronavirus, you know, the chance to do this will be less. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Sometimes we just need to rest a little bit. Definitely. So on your show, um, what are some of the things that you talk about? You said you talk about things that are specific to the Latin community, but what are some of those things? Okay. Um, we try to... Uh, my show is every Saturday at 9, 2 hours. So... Um, Depends what time is your show and what day is, you know, those things that you can talk with the people because I can be talking about political or different information if it's at night. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do uh, in this space is try to talk about what's going on with the uh, singers, the Latin singers who, I mean, I love these people. Um, and I'm gonna stop, and I'm gonna just maybe stop a little bit here about what we were talking because this is something that I like to talk and is the singers and these people are an amazing example to what's going on and how important is be traveling because Latin, uh, for example, Colombian singers before years ago you and no one knew about them and now everyone knows about who is Maluma, you know, these these uh, reggaeton guys and that people know more things about Colombia and not just about the negative things that years ago that people knew. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do on my show always is these kind of things. Like I try to talk really well about what's going on in the lives of these artists, uh, what is happening in the Latin countries about uh, the music, uh, new, I mean, new, sing- uh, new singers and new songs, and also uh, give them different message about the Latin community in Rochester. Like, hey, guys, uh, it's important to stay home. For example, uh, I gave to my team, we are, I think that we are like more than 12 DJs and people working with this Latin radio station. So I say to them, we need to get in touch with our people right now. 
that they are not listening so much as because you know the people is in home so the people usually doesn't use the radio station to be listening music on the home uh, in homes so what we do what we did was uh, to make a video with different DJs uh, and try to give them a, a, a message always we try to use Spanish and English because we know that sometimes so uh, some of the Latin people they are from Latin places but they grew up in America so they know more English so we try to you know to be bilingual mm -hmm. and we did a video where we were inviting the people to hey you need to stay home this is important this is not something that is just happening in Europe or or these places this is happening in every country and that people doesn't believe this at the beginning. And I think that when they see people who are have been working for this Latin community in Rochester, telling them, hey, stay home, this is important, be safe, try to be with your family and do things with your family, they do it, you know? They 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 like so much the, the social media. So we are trying to invite them through videos and we have DJs in different places, not just in Rochester. So we are just trying to always give them a good message about the situation that we are living right now, and that's happening always. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because you're someone that they trust, that people trust already, because they're listening to your show already, and yeah. then you're sending an important message. Yeah, sometimes it's not, no, this is, this is a good thing, because right now we need to talk about something really important that is happening. It's not just about the singer, or, you know, when it's going to be the concert of that singer, but when they go to Buffalo or something like that. Is about or safe. So now the people need to listen different message. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, what singers have you been like promoting or talking about in terms of like what's going on? Uh, right now, or in general, with my with my show. Uh, right now, and then we can talk about it in general. Uh, okay, so. Right now, uh, there are a lot of Latin singers who, for example, are going to sing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, probably, you know, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, is going to be a, a huge concert. And this is going to be the first time that every one of the singers is going to be from home. So I think that this is going to be cool. And we try to talk about these Latin singers like Maluma, J Balvin. Um, there are one from Brazil. Uh, there are one for Spain, Rosalia, all these Latin and Spanish artists who are going to sing tomorrow, we try to talk about them because we try to always feel proud of those singers who now are important in other cultures or in other, yeah, in other countries that before they, no one knew about them. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. So just promoting what's coming up, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, like this, uh, yeah. Tomorrow there is uh, there's gonna be a concert, no? And like five, I don't know how many Latin singers exactly they are gonna be part of this big event. But it's something cool for us, the Latin people. We always see, feel that wow, this is something to feel proud mm -hmm. because years ago, like I told you, no one knew about this singer Rosalia, who is from Spain. And now, I mean, maybe you don't know, and some of the people who is gonna listen this, they don't know about her, but. This is people who is getting famous mm -hmm. and who, for example, me, who we know and we work in this uh, music uh, 
music radio stations, we know more, you know, about the process of this artist. So we try always to invite the people, like, hey, this is a good plan, for example, for tomorrow for the families. Just be in touch with the, these Latin artists and also America who are going to be singing for this um, uh, coronavirus and this bad situation that we are having around the world. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of her. I'm not very good at knowing any new music. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it's I mean it's easy, right? <laughs> I I try, but I'm kind of stuck listening to the things that I listened to in high school and like never got past it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the other day I was talking with a friend, I said to him, like, Hey, you with the years you just change so much and that the the artist this is something real. The the, the singer that you used to listen now, I mean, your playlist is completely different because you just grew up, you just have a different life. Every year is different. You are a different person. So that's happening to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Now it's different. I see the, I see the music completely different compared years ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, like I feel like I've grown up, but still, like I like to look back and think about those times when I was listening to those songs when I was younger. Yeah, I, I should, know. I should, that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I should grow up and listen to music. <laughs> that, that's new. <laughs> no, but I mean, for, for me, the music is something that has been every day of my life and more mm-hmm. since, um, since I work in this Latin radio station. I, I started working in my college doing other shows for, for the radio station in my college. And at that point, my, my information or the things or the message that I gave to the people was completely different because the people who were listening to me were just young people. Mm-hmm. Now, this Latin community, they are more, you know, old. So it's hard to me sometimes because I'm too young and I need to be on the middle of everything. I need that there are people, old people who are listening to me. Mm-hmm. And even if I, I don't like that music, I need to put that kind of music for them. So this is all I want. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, that has to be really hard as a DJ, playing things that you don't like just because you know other people like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, and always it's important to know um, the range of the people who are listening to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Latin, like I told you, the Latin people, there are a lot of people different ages, but I feel that the this Latin radio station um, who listen really to us is more like old people. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I feel that they like the fact that I'm the younger Mm-hmm. because it's important to have, you know, some DJs uh, who, I mean, they have a story, they are more older, mm-hmm. and young people also. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Like, I, so, you know, I'm in my early 30s, and I teach high school students, and I, I, I mean, I listen to the radio in my car, like, I've always listened to the radio, and they really don't like they get their music from like Spotify and YouTube and like that's basically where they go for it so what do you do so you're on said you're really active on social media but what happens to that like younger crowd who isn't necessarily listening to the radio yeah this is something that have been changing a lot I remember five years ago we don't have a Spotify even you two were as famous were not as famous as it's right now. So, always, since I'm the college, I just know that it's important to be asking the people what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
years ago, for example, we didn't use Instagram because the people who were listening really poder uh, Latino, who is the name of the radio station, um, they were using more Facebook and they were really using uh, the, the radio to listen us. So now what we try to do is um, be more involved in the social media, you know, where, where we know that the people are. So we know that we have some people who they work more or they like to use more. The old people like to use more Facebook. Mm -hmm. But we know that we also have the young people. So it's when we try to divide, you know, always uh, try to post news and what's going on in the Latin community in Rochester uh, in both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, it's important. It's important because most of the people that we have right now Instagram from the, of the people that we know that are listening to us. And this is having, I mean, this is hard for me, right? <laughs> because I, I'm young and I try to use more Instagram. But this is the point to be working. And this is the point when you like to work for a community that you already know them. And I remember one of the, um, the, the Puerto Rican festivals, I was uh, on the stage. And I couldn't at that point believe, you know, how many people they knew about us. So when I saw uh, these old people asking me, "Hi, Camila, I listen to um, I was I, I listen always to you and uh, I like your show and these kind of things," uh, where when I realized, "Hey, I need to you know take care more of these people, all these people he who are who are uh, listening to me also. I can't just think about me, you know." Mm -hmm. And this in general. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You need to consider who's who you're reaching and how to take care of them the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Camila, I think right now we'll move into talking about the womanhood questions. Yeah. Um, but just before we move on to that, tell my listeners where they can find your show, where they can find you on Instagram. Okay, so um, my Instagram is Camila with just one L, because I know the, you guys, the American, <laughs> always put my name with two L's. Um, Camila Paez C. Uh, I mean, this, I, I, I think that the people is going to get it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so basically, that's my Instagram. That's the, the, the only way that I used to be in touch with people who listening to me. Mm -hmm. And also, I really want to invite you guys to uh, know more about the Latin communities uh, in Rochester and in general around America, because I know there are a lot of people there. And about these festivals, about these Latin uh, radio stations, who we want to get the best, you know, of these places. I love Rochester and I love every time when I have the chance to show the Latin communities how amazing is Rochester. So um, we have the name of this radio station, the Latin radio station is Poder Latino, uh, 97.1. So you can uh, find us uh, through Instagram and through Facebook, Poder 97.1, like that, Poder 97.1. Perfect. I think I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I'm <laughs> today, uh, tonight we have a house party. You know this this oh, app. Oh, cool! Yeah. So it's gonna be a DJ playing music. I actually I don't know exactly what it's gonna be, but I'm interested <laughs> to see how it's gonna go. Yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds like a nice yeah. Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I have to be closer to Rochester to pick up the station. I don't know. 
Um, so, w- before I ask you the womanhood questions, what what was your favorite thing to do in Rochester? And then, if you came to Buffalo, what was your favorite thing to do in Buffalo? <laughs> I love... Uh, this is... This is amazing that you're asking me that. <laughs> I love to talk about it. Um, okay, Rochester, I love the natural things. And look, when I was there, I felt that I was too young. And I, I also felt that these places were too small to me. So I was like, I needed more fun, you know. But now <laughs> that I miss so much these places, um, I feel that both of them are the best place to make, to make a family. So if, if you are listening to this and you have a family, feel so lucky <laughs> because <laughs> the quality of life that the people can have there is amazing compared with other places. Like I told you, I, I love the fact that I have been traveling and that I'm from a Latin place, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Here, the quality of life is completely different and it's harder than there. So live both sides. I mean, I live really well in Colombia. I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. So I'm so happy about it, but at the same time, I always think in myself, I hate, you know, there are, this is not the same quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk a lot, so sorry if I start. Oh my gosh, no, that's, <laughs> that's what the podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, uh, the natural things, I love the fact, uh, you know, the canal, they're um, close to Pittsford in, in Rochester, you know, this place? I don't think so. Um, so I, 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 I was living there in, in Pittsburgh. I feel like oh, yeah, yeah, place. Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. And uh, this canal, I don't know if I'm saying wrong, but this canal where um, is the water, you know, the and you can be close to the beards. And when it's summer, it's amazing just to go there for a walk. So I love so much there. And um, to be walking and be working out, uh, also, there is another thing that is too easy to, to practice sports. Uh, why? Because you have a lot of things. I mean, you are always using your car, so you can go for a kickboxing class. I was doing that. I was doing Zumba. Really, I love remember every time the kind of life that I had there. And I'm um, just thanks. I mean, I always like to say thanks, God, because I think that I, I mean, I made a lot of good people in Rochester and Buffalo, and also good places. There are a lot of good, good uh, food there. There are a lot of options. In Buffalo, I love the downtown. You know, this place where also there is the water, there is a, like a river walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these places. It's, and always I went to Buffalo for a good party with my friends. <laughs> because <laughs> Rochester is, is smaller, so it was a little bit boring, so we always drive to Buffalo and had so much fun there. <laughs> well, we're happy to have people like you in our city. <laughs> yeah, and I know that I'm gonna tell you something. If I, I, I will be back for sure. When I don't know, uh, but when I will be back, I need more, you know I need more people who show me more because I feel that never is enough time to know really these places. I was lucky to have friends from Buffalo. Oh, you know what was my favorite thing? I know. <laughs> the game, um, my friend, uh, Bree, she, she invited me with uh, her family one, uh, to one of the games from Buffalo Games. Uh, this football, how they say Yeah, football, right? Oh, you went to a Bills game? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so much fun. 
I always describe that day like the best day, but at the same time the worst day because it was a snow. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much really sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was so American, you know, and when you are Latin, always you are gonna want to live this kind of experience. And I was so happy about it. Um, we had like kind of like a barbecue before the game. Mm-hmm. You have a name for that? Yeah, no? tailgate. Yeah, yeah. So we were there <laughs> drinking a lot. It was snowing. So at the end of the at the, the the game, even not the end, when the game started, we were completely wet. I felt like I was dying that day. I felt my body like ice, really. And I I was crying like I I I'm so happy to be here, you know, with this like be playing um. See playing the people. I remember I was crying. The American guys were like, "Hey, hey, I can see, just move." <laughs> I mean, it was so much fun. <laughs> oh my god! That pretty much sums up what being a Bills fan is. You're crying and hating life, but also having fun and happy to be there at the same time. <laughs> yeah, of course. And every now I feel that Bills is like my team, you know, <laughs> because I mean, every time that I'm, I'm uh, watching America football, America football, it's it's just, it's just different and I always like oh I love this I went there one time. <laughs> it's just funny that's so funny that uh, I'm so glad you said that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's a crazy experience <laughs> so my next question is is there anything else about your life that you'd like to share that you haven't already just like either how you grew up or you know school um, or anything along those lines I mean um I would like to say a lot of things. I'm just thinking. Um, let me just think about it. Okay. Um, no, I think, I mean, basically, uh, I like, you know, just to talk about, I mean, uh, who I am. Uh, I'm just a social communicator. I have been, these last five years, uh, living like a freestyle life. That's the way that I like to describe my life because I have been working in so many things. You know that we have been just talking about the... Um, Latin radio station, but like I told you, I was uh, also here in Colombia working with uh, a station also, and when I decided to go there, was the best decision. I'm not going to always <laughs> compare the experience that I had there in America. And also, I have been um, working, I mean, I do a, a, a little of everything. I have been like a model, that's funny. I uh, have been working with uh, American Cruise Line also. So... You know, it's, it's just when you are like a free soul, mm-hmm. <laughs> you like just to be around and looking new jobs and new opportunities, something that makes you happy. So basically that, what if you are listening this and you have been working in something the same, the same and the same for a while, my advice is going to be just do something different because probably that's, that's not making you happy. And it's hard to have this kind of a style of life, and um, but I'm happy, you know, who uh, I am right now after five years to be traveling and living in Rochester and Colombia in different cities. And even in that trip, I was living six months, so that's a lot of things. <laughs> well, I think that's good advice. Yeah, like especially now during this time where people have a lot of time on their hands to think about things that might be something to ponder. Yeah, completely. I feel that this is the day, the time that we need to take advantage to maybe think about I don't know if you were thinking in make a 
your own business. Just do it. This is the time to do it. You know, maybe we are not having the best situation uh, about money uh, because, you know, everything is stopped and everything is closed. But just start making your plans about that. This is a good time to make new ideas. I like that. It's a good time to make new ideas. <laughs> so, Camila, what does it mean to you to be a woman? Uh, what means to me to be a woman? So, I feel that we are the center of the world. You know, I like always when I'm, t- I mean, I'm a passionate every time that I'm talking about the women because I feel that we, we don't have a a good story, you know, we, or a story have been so hard, or rights, or lives have been in a, in a chain all the time. We have been trying to be powerful and to be successful and to try to have a space for us. So be a woman to me means to be the center of the world because this is gonna maybe sound weird, but I feel that we are that a special tool that the, mo- the, the, the world always needs. We are so sensitive, sensitive. we are feminists, we are uh, familiar. Not everyone, no, no, all the women are like this, but most of us, this is our, like the center of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was just talking about this with some of my friends yesterday. We were in a unique spot yeah. because women have like skills to make it in the world and also skills to make it in the home so we have skills to kind of like that we've had to come up with um that we can basically use anywhere and I don't think that men are in the same position right now I love to talk about this because (laughs) I feel that not really I feel that um I, I, I love the fact that we didn't be the same that years ago. You know what I mean with this is we have been working so hard. There are a lot of... Uh, something that I learned uh, in Rochester was about Susan B. Anthony. And always when I'm talking about women, I like to talk about her because this is a, just an, ex, an, an example about how have been our story. And we are now more independent. And now you can see, just, just I read something yesterday about uh, those presidents or leaders or government who are women and are uh, now doing a best or an amazing job with this coronavirus. Who are making the best decision? The best decision are these ladies. So we need to feel proud about it. And we need to feel that the value of a woman has been improved, you know, like... Now, even we need to believe this more than the other people or the men. You know, we need to build like women. We need to believe in that we are powerful, independent, that we are making changes, in that we are essential for this this world. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, attitude has a lot to do with it. You think? Sorry, Uh, I said so. Attitude, like the way we feel about women, has a lot to do with it. Completely. Definitely. Um, so what are the hardest parts of being a woman for you? Uh, I feel that the, the hardest, this is something um, that I try to talk with my friends a lot and I complain also <laughs> because I feel that we are so competitive between us. 
Uh, and that's something that I don't like. I grew up in a high school with just ladies, with just girls. Me too. And <laughs> <laughs> this teach me a lot, you know, how to manage this. But, I mean, with the, with the past of the time, now I'm growing up, I feel different, and now I can talk more about the, the life and the experience. I'm still young, but uh, I have been working with people, with, with women who... You know, they are always jealous, competitive. They just want to to give you a hard time, and that's something that I don't feel that happen when we are we, when we have, for example, a a man like a or boss. You know, and this is I mean this is something that I don't well I I I don't would like to be saying, but um, I prefer basically work with guys <laughs> with men. I, I prefer to. To have my, I mean, my closest friends, I obviously are girls and a woman, and you know, there are two or three of my best friends. But I like more when I spend time also with guys, with, with men, because they are they are not as complicated as us. This is this is something that I like. Has positive things to be complicated, <laughs> but I feel that that competition that we have with uh, that we have between us, that's something that happens everywhere. You know, you are always are gonna be jealous, maybe um, because this lady looks better, you know, or she's wearing something better than you, and that's something can be something artificial or not important. But I feel that that's making that we don't feel trust each other when we are working with girls or with we are, um, yeah, when we have a job, and that's something that happened to me just months ago. I had I had the hard the hardest time. Just because my boss was like, I had like three, three boxes, three bosses, how do you say it? <laughs> and they were like women. And they were all the time behind me. Camila, hey, do this. Camila, Camila, Camila. And when they changed to guys, to men, I was so happy. Because I didn't feel that someone was behind me. I was comfortable to be working with him or with them. So I learned about it. I learned to, I mean, I tried to be positive, I think. I have been telling you this interview, in this interview, but I, uh, I feel this is something negative about us, that we are so competitive, we are just jealous all the time about the other lady, the other woman, and other thing, I don't think that this happens so much in America, but here in uh, Latin places, we, have, we, we always have a hard time because we need to take care of what we are wearing when we go out. And we need to be careful every time that we are on a bus. And if I'm using a skirt, so I'm gonna be uh, more close to be Josh and to be maybe, um, yeah, discriminate or something like that for the guys because I'm wearing something like this. And that's something that doesn't happen here in Latin America places with the guys. Um, here in Colombia, and that's something that also happened to me, when I was on the college, I was on the bus, in the public transportation, and one guy just touched me. And I was so scared at that time, and that's something that happened so many times per day here in Colombia, for example. And so is that kind of no, pro no protection that we don't have, you know? It's, it's just feel that we are like um, weak compared with the guys that we need to take care so much when we go out because maybe 
I mean, sometimes the guys just say to you nice things. Now, hey, you are beautiful. Or, or when, when you don't know them. But so many times they just use like sexual words or sexual things to say what they are feeling because you are beautiful or because mm -hmm. you are wearing that clothes. So that's, I think that that's, Not the worst, but that's something bad to be a woman. Not because I feel like, oh, it's the worst things ever, but um, it's something that I would like to try to get better around the world. Now, do you feel like that's something that happens more in Colombia than it did when you were in the United States? This is, I mean, before this interview, I was thinking about it. And I don't remember feel that when I was there. I know that maybe can happen because, you know, on the social media you see so many things. But I feel that this is more, and maybe you can just say if this is true or no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But I feel that here in the Latin places we, we have more actions like this, like that. Well, I mean, it definitely does happen in the United States and it happens often. But I feel like, and I mean, this is just from reading about... Um, like, catcalling and things that have happened in Mexico. Um, yeah. It's, in reading that and comparing it to the way, the things that I've experienced here, it seems that it's much more severe and, like, public and, like, out in the open, whereas in the United States it's a little more, like, subtle and, like, trying to be, like, secretive about it but still doing it. Does that no, make sense? I mean, Mexico is really, really, really basically the same that Colombia. Right. I have a lot of friends. I went, I mean, I have been there like two or three times. Mm -hmm. And I was, oh, look, look, just, I just remember this. One time I was in Mexico with my mom, my sister, and my brother. And we were walking. I mean, you see, wearing just, I mean, summer clothes, not shorts and these kind of things. And you know, the Latin bodies. We, my family, my mom and me, we have Latin bodies. We have butt, we have legs. And that's something crazy because... I feel like a woman that sometimes I just need to cover what who I am and cover what I have, you know. And I, I I'm someone who likes to work out, and if I'm proud of what um who I am and what I have, I'm gonna show it, you know. And I don't need to be or feel scared of be wearing this or what is gonna happen on the street. But that day on the street, these guys were like on the corner and starting telling us like, hey, but. Is that way that they say they say that things? I, sometimes I laugh when here in Colombia I'm walking all the time, and it's gonna be every day. I know if that if that doesn't happen, the other day I was talking with my friend. When that doesn't happen to us, we feel that oh maybe we were like ugly today, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And like we laugh, but that's something weird to think, right? Because <laughs> so that day these these guys were like telling us really like gross things and. Um, Um, we are not a, a piece of meat or something like that, you know. And my brother, where, where he was so mad, but at the same time, my mom was scared that he say something. So he was like, "Hey guys," uh, but in another way, you know, he he say also things like to these guys to be more respectful about us. And always you are scared because maybe these guys is gonna go and start a fight with my brother. So it's like that when you are alone walking like a woman, you're gonna feel scared always to say something to these guys who are telling some, uh, telling telling you something. And also happen if you, I mean, this is not something that is gonna happen if you are you gonna are gonna be with your with your boyfriend. Probably this is not gonna happen. But that time that happened, 
with my brother, I was so scared. And I said to him, like, hey, stop, stop. Don't talk more with these guys because they, they can finish in a fight. So I don't know if I'm trying, you know, um, I, I, I just try to give you that example uh, how sometimes it lives in, in, in countries like, like Mexico and Colombia, being a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now, is the concept of, like, machismo a big thing in Colombia as it is in Mexico? (laughs) A really big thing. The machismo is something really big here. And I I, I don't feel that I'm 100% feminist, but I try to always... Um, be someone who is, te- for example, telling my friends who are not with, with a good guy, you know, who are having physical uh, problems because these guys, I don't know, doing something to them. And I'm always trying to give them a voice telling like, hey, we are here, you are strong, and you don't need no one to be happy or to be a happy woman, a happy life, because that's what happened here. There are a lot of violence and there are a lot of um, machismo. You know, the, the, the violence is something that that, that comes with the, with the violence also. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, so tell me what you mean when you say you're not 100% feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what happened is um, I have fights sometimes with my dad because here there are feminist people in Colombia, for example. They are uh, one of my favorite hosts, uh, TV host and radio host here in Colombia. Her name is Alejandra. She is someone who always have been speaking so loud about the woman rights. And the, the guys doesn't like her, you know. The, a normal man is not going to like that a lady comes and say to him, like, hey, you are acting bad, you know, you mm-hmm. need to be respectful. Or uh, the, or generalize that the guys, uh, the men are not acting well with us. So I try, <laughs> I try to always help the people. For example, look, this is something that I have been thinking this uh, time, uh, this coronavirus time. And here in Colombia, there are more people, more women right now who are having a hard time because there are violence in their homes. So I mean, I, I that's that's why I, that's why I'm telling you. I'm, I feel that I like to fight for the rights. But I try to do that in my way. You know, I'm, a, I'm someone who is working for a Latin community. So, so many times I try to use this voice to give them a good mes- message about this. About, hey, uh, the Latin families, they suffer a lot with violence. Mm-hmm. Because they are, I mean, they are more independent than other countries. But at the same time, here there are a lot of women who they just need to be like a home who is in home and who doesn't work and is just 100% with guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, if I, I explain well. No, no, that makes sense. So like you're trying to like tailor your approach to like in a way that the people that are listening or that you want to hear you will hear you and there's like a certain way to do that. Yeah, and I don't consider that I'm 100% feminist, you know, because I feel that always we need to give a chance to the other side to explain what's going on. And we can't generalize that all the guys are bad and are not giving us the chance to be a powerful woman or something like that. 
that's not something that happened in every house or, or, or every home around the world. That happened in a different places. So that's what my point. My point. I don't like to say that I'm 100% in anything because mm -hmm. we can change so much. And mm -hmm. we always need to give the opportunity to the other one to say what's going on. And, and I feel that always is going to be a, uh, you know, like other side for everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way of looking at things. Yeah, and don't be too radical, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm just going to ask you a couple more questions because we're, we're coming up on an hour here. Um, okay. So what are your favorite parts of being a woman? My favorite part to be a woman... Well, let me just think about it. Uh, there are a lot of things. Um, I feel that the, 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 the role that we are having right now is something that makes me so happy. To be a woman like we are leaders right now there are more leaders around the world there are um let me just think yeah there are there are more people who like me for example who wants to say to the woman like hey just really we can be someone powerful someone independent so we have that character that needs to be spread around the world so yeah, my favorite part is basically the sensitive that we are, the fact that we are the center, that we are, uh, we can, again, we can generalize that all the women are like this, but most of us, we are so sensitive. When I see um, my mom, when I see my, my grandmother, I can see something that sometimes I can't see with my dad, for example. Uh, he's a good guy, but my mom is, she's... I mean that we, like woman, we are just as natural. That that's why we are the essential tool for this war. You know. Definitely. So, who are some women that you admire? Um, I have so. I have depends. Uh, for example, like if I'm talking about, uh, I love Michelle Obama. You know, if we are talking about service people, I love uh, because I work. With music, I love um, this. Uh, because I'm from Colombia, I love Shakira. I feel that they did a good job getting out her music and showing something different around the world. Uh, Sofia Vergara, you know, those ladies who maybe are from my country, I feel so proud because they are giving a different message now. Um, but I feel that the most who I admire is my mom. <laughs> she is like an angel for me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, tell you a little bit about her story so you can see why. And she was someone um, who teach me why it's important to be an independent woman. And here in Colombia, there are a lot of uh, of these friends that we have with my mom who now are having problems with her husband, for example. And they never work. These ladies never work. And now uh, these guys, you know, are having other ladies or cheating on them, whatever, whatever that is happening in their lives. But they feel so attached. They, they can feel, uh, like me, for example, that I feel like, okay, if this guy is not working for me or my family is so beautiful, but okay, my husband and me, we are not working really well, it's time to, uh, to get a divorce or something like that. 
that you are as independent uh, professionally, like a mom, like a daughter, like a wife, in all the ways that you can be, um, that you are going to get your life better without someone or without money, without the money that you're supposed to have from your husband, you know? And she showed me that. She was someone who didn't have a good life. She was basically poor when she was um, a child. She grew up without parents. She grew up with, the, uh, with their grandparents, who they were old, and the situation was completely different when you, uh, compared when you have a, a, your parents. Uh, she was that kind of kid who their family needed to be like giving things so she can go to school. And she wasn't as lucky, for example, I am and so many of the people I know. So basically, she could have a different life right now. And she just showed me that doesn't care what happened before in your life. She just changed her story. And that's how I compare the role of the woman here. Because we had a hard, a hard time. She did it. And she has been working now in being a better woman. She decided to say, like, hey, I don't care if I had a bad life when I was a child. I'm going to be a good mom, the mom that I never had. I'm going to be a good professional. So she's a commercial commercial manager. She has a good job. And in some point, she she's a good, I mean, in some point, she's the best person that I know. She always takes care about everyone. So for me, she's the perfect person to admire and also to, to describe a woman. Because her natural uh, uh, aspect, uh, no aspect, her natural uh, projection about the life, it's amazing. So he has been doing a great job being a mom and being a professional uh, girlfriend right now. And she didn't have so many things that, for example, I have now. So she always, when I was a child, told me, Camila, you need to be independent. You are obviously available to get in love and to to get involved in so many things, but you always need to think about to be independent and give just your life for you. I mean, you need, of course, at some point you're gonna share your life with someone, but you're gonna be always able. If you don't like something, if something is happening to you, this violence that happened here in Colombia, okay, you're gonna be able to get out of that and be an independent, powerful and successful woman. Wow, she sounds amazing, what's her name? Claudia. Claudia. Yeah. I don't like that she talks English because she would be the next mom, but she does it. Well, that seems like a really good place to end. So, Camila, yeah. do you have anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? Uh, no, I mean, just basically tell the people, and really I feel that this is a great... When you tell me about this interview... This idea, I was so happy because my dream is can be someone who can talk for the people. And what about what what best idea that be talking about the woman and who we are and who who uh, or, or maybe what we want for the woman in the future. We already had a past, but we are who decide to make our new present or our present and of course our future doesn't care what's happening in our lives or what was the role of the woman before. Now you are the only person who are able to do it. 
and you can start every day to be a successful, independent, and powerful woman. Wow, those are some great words of wisdom. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. We've been trying to do this for months and months and months. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for this, really. All right. Um, why don't you tell my listeners one more time where they can find your show and where they can find you? Okay, so my the social media that I like uh, to share with you guys is um, Instagram. So um, uh, Camila Paez. And um, I really want to invite you guys to know more about the Latin communities. And we have Facebook and Instagram. So the name is Poder971. Both of those uh, places, Instagram and Facebook. Amazing. All right. So listeners, check that out. And if you're looking for me, you can find me at womankindpodcast at gmail.com www.womankindpodcast.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Womankind Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends.